Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Joey Calvez. I want to tell you guys a little bit about the Department of Metahuman Affairs. This one is a story about a team led by a retired sidekick, two felons, a failed actor from Broadway, and a reprogrammed cyborg. But their first mission is to stop the criminals who have robbed a bank, and they will have to set the world at ease. You're going to get 180 pages of entertainment action-packed awesomeness right here in the first six issues in a collected hardcover volume one all you got to do is head on over to kickstarter.com and type in the department of metahuman affairs or dma and check it out right now angel angel radio it's what it's all about scout Hey, welcome to another episode of Two Scout Geeks. This is Joey Galvez, and I'm here with John. How's it going, John? Pretty good, man. Excited. Yeah, you know what? This is going to be a little bit of a different episode because our our guest that we usually talk to at the end of the show actually wanted to kind of hang, hang out with us and talk to us a little bit about these books. So we have Andrew Clemson here. How's it going, man? Hey, how's it going? Nice <laughs> to be uh, uh, back, I suppose, but it's first time on this show. So yeah, yeah. We, I, 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 I spoke to you, I spoke to you uh, before on my other show house of Indy, but this is your first time on two scout geeks, man. Uh, pretty exciting, dude. Yeah, it's good. Yeah, it's nice to be uh, to be able to chat about the books because you can uh, you can talk about it all day on Twitter, but it's nice <laughs> to actually chat about them in in person virtually. <laughs> so awesome, man! Uh, really quick before we get into because we're going to be talking about Yasmin and Tart this episode, but but before we do that, I wanted to get everybody excited about what you're doing right now. Okay, so before we talk about those books, can you give everybody a, a little bit of piece of what you're doing on Kickstarter right now? Um. So I've got a bunch of stuff going on at the minute, arguably too much stuff going on. Um, but uh, on Kickstarter, I've got a book called Damsel from Distress, which is funding um, for another three weeks uh, on Kickstarter. Um, we we've somehow hit our target really early. So now I've got a whole heap of stretch goals that I'm having to sort of pull out of thin air. But um, yeah, it's going really well. It's a sort of uh, fantasy uh, sort of mashup, uh, Man from Uncle, Charlie's Angels meets Zelda, Dungeons and Dragons type thing. Nice. So there's a there's a there's a lot of fun in that book. It's still it's still for people who've read Starbusted. It's got a lot of the the uh, the same sort of humor in it, but toned down for a more uh, All right. more yeah. uh, a, a palatable sense of humor for <laughs> a wider audience. So uh, yeah, we've got that for another another three weeks. So hopefully we can uh, smash through a few stretch goals, but it's going well. Yeah, um, yeah. And then we've got, um, on Scout specifically, I've got a book coming out in December, which is another Star Bastard book, but this time it's uh, a crossover with Brian's uh, Loggerhead character. Yeah. So we'll have this one shot out of uh, of those two meeting and ripping people's heads off and shooting people. So it's lots of fun. <laughs> and that one, that one seems a lot of fun. I'm really excited about that one, man. That was one of the ones that I was like, what you guys are going to be doing a crossover. He was kind of teasing it. You were teasing it to me. And then finally I kind of got it out of both of you guys. And I was super excited and I'm glad to see that it's coming out now. Yeah, it should, should be fun. I mean, Brian's, Brian's a really nice guy and he's, he, you know, he's got this huge thing that he's working on and mm-hmm. 
this whole universe. So it's quite cool to just sort of throw him at one of my characters that he can uh, have some fun with. And, and uh, yeah, it should, should be, it's a, it's a fun book. If you like Star Bastard, you'll like that. <laughs> All right. Super, super cool. All right. You know what? We're going to get into these books here and, and I'm glad that you're hanging out with us, John. Will you? Will you? Uh, I'm gonna. I'm gonna give a log line, but uh, before we jump into this, what was your first impressions in this book? Uh, at first, it was a book I didn't know how I would react to because it it's kind of more of a like a comic book story. It was more of just like a serious aspect, and it was like yeah. okay, and not knowing how the story would go. Mm-hmm. Um, but I was like, you know what? I'm interested because everything I've seen from Scout have been kind of like okay, this is good, and especially with yeah. how they say they look at titles, they say. They take their whole group together. They all look at it. They decide if like it's something that fits into their like world and everything. And um, so it was worth the shot. But uh, after reading the first issue, it's one of those stories that is just a phenomenal story. Like it's just yeah. so well told. It's such a deep enthralling like world where like um, just opens your perspective on things and just mm-hmm. shows you new things. Yeah, I, I really like this this uh, issue here. It it was definitely different from what we usually talk about on the show because we always we get the silly books like Metal Shark Bro and, and Star Bastard and Loggerhead and and books with demons and and uh, monster hunters and things of that nature. This one was more mm-hmm. of like a real life aspect, and, and it followed a young woman in her who is a. Uh, who is uh what is it uh Shia I believe I don't I I I'm really bad at um pronouncing these words sometimes but um super super cool uh, let me read you guys the log line really quick and and uh, we'll get into this book a little bit deeper here so split between two times in her life Yasmin tells the story of an Iraqi girl who survives slavery in the ISIS terrorist regime in Mosul. Yasmin was a happy 16-year-old until she was captured by ISIS, invading forces, and was forced to find the courage within herself to endure slavery. After surviving two long years of slavery, she is freed but has become a different person. Unable to connect to the things that she loved before, she must go through a different kind of struggle as she tries to adjust to life, normal life, with her family as refugees in a foreign country america uh super cool this is uh uh i read a different log line earlier and unfortunately sorry this was the wrong one but that this one still gives you the 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 exact thing that i wanted to talk about here you've got mm-hmm. uh saif a ahmed uh who is the creator and the writer you got uh fabina uh, muscolo as the as the artist and robin jones as the letterer uh super cool man i really like this and you know what uh, andrew you just told us a little bit uh before this you told us that this kind of has a small little minor uh connection to to you guys loggerhead and uh starbaster right yeah i mean uh this is very different you know this is this book is really sort of impactful uh, uh, and ours is a you know a, a fun uh <laughs> you know sort of space romp but we do have a, a link in the sense that Rob lettered both books. Um, yeah. So he's, he's a very versatile letterer because he can handle, you know, it, it, people's heads exploding and he can also handle uh, this sort of emotional uh, dramatic stuff as well. Yeah. So what was your first impressions on, on this bike? I know you didn't really get to read too much, but from what you did uh, uh, read, uh, what did you, what did you kind of get out of this book here, Andrew? Um, 
I mean, I like you were saying, it's 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 nice to see this kind of stuff coming out of Scout. Um, it's it's not it's not as bombastic as the other titles. It's rooted in reality and it's stuff that you know is is impactful today. Stuff that's going yeah. on in, in people's lives. And I I I wasn't expecting it to be what it was, mm-hmm. um, but I re- I enjoyed it. Yeah, it was. Um, I'd be interested to see where it goes, and you know, from seeing people's reactions, I'm sure it's uh, it just gets better from here. But um, I, I was really impressed by it. The artwork was good. You know, obviously, the lettering was good, and um, yeah, I, I was really intrigued to see where it is. I mean, I live in a, I, I live in Dubai, so I live in a Muslim country. Uh-huh. Um, I'd be interested to see how well this would do with the local market because yeah. there are probably people you know that have experienced things like this living here. So. Yeah, it's it's a it's it's a scary situation, and and definitely this kind of book here throws you into into uh, their life, right? Life of of uh, Muslim uh, uh, people, the Muslim faith, right? So so and 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 yeah. how how drastic it is from the you know living in their own country and then coming to America and the craziness. Like post nine eleven and how people were so angry at at them for the for something that you know it it, it definitely opened my eyes a little bit more to to uh, well to- the the interesting thing is like you say it's if you watch a lot of media to do with you know this specifically this is a more recent occurrence you know oh. ISIS all this kind of stuff but yeah it's it, it, typically when you see anything coming out of the region to do with the war, it's, you know, all you see is people that are already suffering through this war, you know, it's everything's destroyed and, yeah. you know, it's, it's everyone's desperate and it's, you know, this, it's, it starts off, everyone's going about their business, you know, they've just bought a house yeah. and it shows you that this, these are people that this, this, this awful stuff happened to and they're, they're, you know, I'm a, you know, I haven't read the rest of the story, but obviously they've moved to America later. And and that's the thing I think a lot of people don't get is that people are trying to get away from this horrific stuff that is happening, you know, in their home countries. That and it yeah. wasn't always like that. It was it used to be normal. Yeah. So you've got all this 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 tragedy and drama um, that you know this is helping you sort of grasp in a sense that it it could happen to anyone. And it's you know it's it's a really clever book. Yeah. yeah. It it uh, what I uh what I really loved about this book too is um it shows you. Like, like you said, it shows you what happened there, shows you what's happening here. And it's a, it's a journey of just like understanding the hardship that uh, Yasmin specifically goes through, but her family, mm-hmm. but also that how different uh, like it's, it is uh, here in the U S for them, like, and yeah. how sad uh, people uh, thankful they are, stuff like that, but the hardships and how like people don't understand and even the fam the parents don't quite understand because she was uh stuck there after is like um what she went through and i i've read there's all uh, three issues have come out the fourth one comes out in november but it's it's a series that's just uh it's already getting a award buzz um yeah. but it's one of those ones Ooh. where it's such a like heartfelt story i was telling joey um the second issue for this is intense so like yeah. the first issue i know we're talking about but i can't i can't put away the second issue oh it's, you've read on oh yeah i i love this series <laughs> but it's uh it's one of those things where it's such an amazing series to like for people to read because i've watched especially since i work a lot with cbsn i've watched so many people buy the first issue yeah and this is a series people have put on their poll like they don't mm-hmm. just ask and go buy the second issue 
Um, a lot of the stores have said that this would, they were more surprised that this was a book people just put on their poll to get because they thought it was going to take a while to get people into it. People took risk on it, but they said so far, anyone who's bought the first issue has put it on their poll because they just love the series. Yeah. Yeah. This, this is, uh, I, this is a really great series here. Uh, I, I, I love how it pushes, put, uh, you know, puts me into her life and the life of those who, who kind of endure something like this. They are a Shia family and, and, and in, um, and where the, where they are in Mosul, it's, it's really hard because they are normal people. They're just like us, you know I mean? And, and then they're, they're thrust into this kind of craziness and they are endured hardships even in their country by the Sunni, I think it is. Right. And so, yeah, so they, 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 they are, it's just so scary to, you know, they just, they start murdering people just because they don't like their names and, and things of that nature. And they don't like that, that they might, uh, they might view, um, uh, their their faith in, in a different way so they so they just they murder you they 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 uh, take you and and into slavery and and crazy things like that it's just it's absolutely crazy and then when you come to they they come to america us as americans are jerks to them because we think oh you guys are the ones who you know did all that stuff on 911 it's it's just the the crazy things that they go through and and, the, and i love how we kind of notice this here and it makes me open up, up my mind a little bit more to to them and and kind of it makes me put puts me into their shoes and and, and it saddens me that this is kind of how it is for them and how it was post 9-11. You know, this happened. This book uh, supposedly takes place in 2014 and then jumps to what, like 2016, things like that. So there's a big jump there. So you see this kind of uh, drastic change between the two, three different situations that they're in. Uh, it, it's it's uh, I, I wish that we as as Americans could be more uh, uh, aware of people's faith and 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 be more uh, welcoming, you know. And, and I think that that this book kind of qu- questions that a little bit. So uh, I love this and, book. Uh, I'll add on to that because one thing I actually love that the the writer actually did is he also showed the the opposite end of that. And and I know it's not for another issue, but I'll point it out because I thought it was cool. Is he actually pointed out the the opposite end of that where people. Mm-hmm. There's, he also points out the people who try almost too hard to make like, oh, well, okay. I, we got to make the, like you uh, feel like you're, you belong here. Yeah. Uh, Cause her, when she's in her school, they, uh, he shows like some of the kids like her, like, oh, uh, cause when she's eating lunch, cause she eats certain foods cause of her religion yeah. is some of the kids overreact about like, oh, well, we need to make sure they do this. And she's like, no, I'm just thankful. Like, it's also, I love that he shows the fact like that sometimes there's also the opposite effect where it's yeah. like, no, 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 it's, it's okay. I'm just, I'm just happy to be here. Yeah. So it's, I love that he points out mo- yeah. more than one scenario of it too. Well, there's an interesting part that I noticed um, one of the scenes when she's back in America. Um, I think it's, a, is it her dad that's there driving the car with her? And he says, you know, um, uh, you know, you're in America now. You don't have to wear the hijab. You don't have to wear any of this kind of stuff. No. And it, it's an interesting point because some people, yeah, you don't have to, but for some people that's an important thing that they still yeah. want to do. So mm-hmm. like you say, there's, there's interesting factors of assimilation and, you know, yeah. you know, people still being able to retain mm-hmm. their, their identity. 
Yeah. Yeah. Cause it, it's nice that he points out like, I, and I think that's why this story connects with so many people is he doesn't just point out the, the one side he points out all of the different sides, even yeah. for their religion, their own. Mm-hmm. And I think that's why this book is so easy to connect with because you show like just in a person's normal life, like how many different situations of the possibilities of this is okay. That's not okay. Mm-hmm. This person's nice to me. This person, like how every, like he points out all of the different directions. And I think that's why this book is connected with people is because it points out the multiple facets, not just one side. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I think I, I love this. I love this book a lot. Uh, it definitely questioned, uh, it rose a ton of questions for me. Uh, I, I am excited to read on man, because, uh, I think this book is eye opening. It is definitely helps me to realize that there's probably, that there's probably some places in my life that I probably fail and, and I don't want to be the other side of it, trying too hard, but be more accepting. And I think that's, that's, this book is, is, is a big, you know, banner of, you know, acceptance. And I think that's one of those things that we need to do, uh, you know, especially now is accept everybody who as, as who they are and you don't have to go out of your way to kind of push that, you know? All right. You guys have anything else to talk about? Yasmin number one. Nope. I think we've got, uh, pretty much all that. All right. All right. Let's go ahead and talk about yeah. I'm not smart enough to analyze it any further. <laughs> <laughs> I know that you did. You see me trying to draw out something like something that sounded like like actual like uh, like I was smart. <laughs> yeah, it's it's one of those things when you when you're writing stuff, you know, you see someone that brings something like this to the table, and you just you just sort of reminded ah, these are these are the clever writers. These are the guys that are, <laughs> you know writing the stuff that's going to be remembered. <laughs> so yeah, my hats off to him. Fantastic <laughs> yeah, book. yeah, really great book. Uh, yeah, super cool. I think it's. I definitely think it's uh, on its way to get some kind of rewards. If not, I'll reward them with my thanks. Okay, so uh, let's move on and let's talk about Tart. You guys ready about the, to talk about this one? Yes. All yeah. right, John. Will you please read us the logline of Tart? So the logline from uh, Scout Comics is. History is a fragile thing. One small change can alter everything that comes after. A little boy has vanished in 1950s New York. Everyone is baffled except a young woman, Tart Acid, who arrives out of thin air. Tart realizes that this is no ordinary kidnapping. All she knows is that if she's been sent, a demon is loose and threatening the history of the world. Will she be able to find the boy before he becomes another casualty in Tart's war against the forces of evil? Um, I love this series. Uh, this was my pick of the week, uh, that I wanted to talk about because, um, the creator, uh, Kevin Joseph also has a Kickstarter coming for issues 11 and 12, but this series is just so much fun to me. Uh, I have such fun with some of the more like sci-fi aspect books. And this one like is, is got so many different themes. She's a demon hunter who time travels, who fights demons and all kinds of other creatures. And she's part of, uh, uh, her name's Tart Acid. And a lot of them have more like, uh, different names and everything, but it's just a fantastic series. I love this so much. Yeah. Yeah. The, the artwork was so cool. I, I, I liked it a lot. As soon as I opened it up, that was the first thing that jumped out to me. And and the story was was really cool. There's some really weird aspects to this book, but it, it not weird as in like it's a horrible thing. 
It's weird as in this story is complex and there's a lot going on with these characters and and, and it I was only able to read the first issue, but it definitely makes me want to read more and read on and to understand these characters and who they are like the, the trenches that she calls them like I want to know what the heck these guys are about. Uh, uh, Andrew, what was your first impressions of Tart when you read it? Um, I read it a while ago, actually. Um, uh, it, the 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 book, it like you say, it's it's really um, it's bizarre, really, <laughs> when it gets on, and it's in all the right ways. Like it's it, like you say, it's this this sort of secret agency thing, which I love, all that kind of stuff. It's mm-hmm. kind of like sort of alias, but on acid. Yeah. Like it's this woman mm-hmm. that's sort of assuming all these different roles and stuff, and um, I, I started off and I was caught sort of a bit, you know, where is this going? This is, you know, she's just going to kill a demon, blah, 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 blah. But then it did a really good job of getting back into it and, and sort of layering a bunch of extra, um, you know, mythos behind of what's going on and everything. It, it still never gives you everything. So you're, yeah. you know, you're still sort of, I've read the first trade, like you're still wondering you know, what exactly exactly is going on about a lot of this stuff, but it does a good job of, um, of giving you enough to keep, you know, keep mm-hmm. you interested and keep you going as it sort of drip feeds you these things. And, yeah. Um, yeah. I really enjoyed it. It's just, it, I like sort of, I like books that are a bit crazy and, you know, <laughs> mm-hmm. you can interpret things how you like a bit. Yeah. And uh, one of the things I love also is that it's not just your stereo, like it's not just plain cut, like, Oh, she's a demon hunter and she goes hunts the demon is uh throughout the series and like even in the first issue it's not that clear cut she doesn't just show up and kill the demon like there's more to it she actually yeah like has some revelations in Mm -hmm. it and um that that's kind of the the history of the whole series is like it's more to this world because like i said one of the things that caught my eye about this series after reading the first one i kept going is it gave me kind of um uh like i've sold people on it by telling them think sucker punch Okay. Um, yeah. the movie sucker punch where, but where it was the same aspect that movie tried to paint yeah. where it was this, but there was more complexity to it. And yeah. it really does that throughout the series. Um, uh, and, and I love that. Like it's, it's a uh, part of the uh, nonstop line for uh scout. So it's just mm-hmm. the trades because mm-hmm. after his Kickstarter for the next two issues, the, the second trade will come to scout. And, yeah. um, it's just one of those things where, um, the the war universe he's built in this also because it's um it's tart but she's part of the uh her her group is called the toxic fruit <laughs> and uh it's just phenomenally written i just love uh and anytime there's a female lead uh i think that that's something that's starting to get a lot stronger in comics yeah and this is definitely one of those that really pushes that in mm-hmm. multiple ways so i love that yeah, it was really, really cool. And, and I love that you said Sucker Punch. It's like Sucker Punch with demons and, and, and interdimensional travel kind of thing. So I really love that, that little, uh, explanation there. Uh, this one was written by Kevin Joseph, illustrated by, uh, Ludovic Sell. And then, uh, letters was, uh, by DC Hopkins. I think they did a really great job on this. The letters were aw- really awesome. That, that cover, that cover title there. So cool. That, the, the logo there. Um, that's one of those things that kind of brought me into. And, and anytime that you have a really great logo, uh, and that pulls you in, 
I'm like, I'm all there, man. I'm, I'm right there. Um, super cool. I, I really liked the way this, this first issue kind of progressed. It's like, like, uh, Andrew said, it, it keeps you questioning. It, it keeps you intrigued. They give you just enough to kind of keep you going and then, and then wanting more. So, uh, super cool. One interesting thing though, I don't know if it's, it, I can't remember which issue it was, but later on, there's like a scene, uh, they're like training on a desert island or something. And and the issue when the issue breaks, it comes back and there's a different artist. Oh wow! Yes. Um, and I, I I've got to say I I think I preferred the artist that stood in for that um, that issue. That was more um, more my sort of flavor of art. But okay, um, it, it it kind of just added to the whole thing because the book in itself is kind of all you know it's all this crazy stuff happening and she's doing different things and there's all these different characters. And then a different artist comes in. In another book, it would have felt more odd than it did in this, I think. Mm. Whereas in this, you just went, oh, that's cool. And then it went back to, to how it was before. Yeah, and that's something I was pointing out too, is actually there's a couple issues where some of the stories within actually have a different artist. So it's one of those things also where it feels like the world itself is bigger too, because it feels like that some of the stories when they're told differently is also shown differently. So you see more of a, a vast array of the universe. Wow. Yeah. Just, you're just on a different drug at that point. Yeah. Just... <laughs> yeah. I, I really like the names in here, man. Tart acid. That that's a crazy name. Super weird. You're like, nobody would ever be named that. What the heck? And then the, what'd you say the name of the group was Uh toxic fruit? Toxic fruit. That's a that sounds like a really cool band name. Uh, one of the <laughs> one of the other characters I think is Hell Strawberry. Oh, okay. Um, I can't remember all the characters' names, but they all have like their own little creative name to them too. It's like a it's like a uh, uh, a chick punk rock band, dude. <laughs> <laughs> That's what it sounds like to me. Super cool. I I really like this one too. I am excited to kind of move on and read read through the rest of these trades and everything. Um. I, I, I'm, I'm interested, dude, the one thing that intrigued me is what the heck's up with these trenches. I want to know more about them. That's the one thing that I do. <laughs> like, why do they want teeth? That's creepy. That's weird. Yeah. Well, that's throughout <laughs> the series. You're going to have, um, different characters that you're going to ask that to. <laughs> Freaking weird, man. I don't understand. That's gross. Don't, don't ask for teeth. I don't, I don't know where the first <laughs> issue ends. I can't remember what is a spoiler and what isn't. Uh, the first issue actually sticks to, the end is the uh, the the whole story where she's uh, chasing the kid after the trenches. She kind of goes back to the and toxic she, fruit and, and awaits lands, like her next mission. She lands the oh, so, so the, when she's like in the Antarctic, that's the next one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that, yeah so she uh, lands right in the snow, and that's the last page of the first issue. There, yeah. Super cool, man, and and they and they say welcome to the toxic universe. So uh, really cool, man. I I'm I'm enjoying this one. I'm uh, ready to uh, read on and and go further with this, this one. Uh, you guys got anything else to talk about this book? Nope. All right. No, it's been a while since I read this one. So. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's go ahead and take a quick break. And after we take the break, we're going to talk to you a little bit more, Andrew, about the stuff you're doing and, and what's going on in your life and all that good stuff, man. Cool. 
Let's uh, let's head to a break, and we'll be right back. All right, and we are back from the break, and uh, now we're going to be talking about uh, Andrew's stuff that he's been working on. So uh, if you guys haven't been listening and you're just joining us now, we have Andrew Clemson on the line, and he is the creator of Star Bastard. He's got a Kickstarter out, Dancel from Distress. Uh, super, super cool. I'm excited about this Kickstarter, man. Uh, uh, I, I'm, I think, yeah, I know, I am, I'm, I'm back. I think I backed it. I think I told John, I was like, I think yes, I backed did. it, dude. <laughs> I can't remember, dude. There's so many Kickstarters going Thank on right now. Much. I can't remember which, which, uh, Kickstarters I've backed lately. There's like four or five of them, maybe six. Yeah, it is, there is like a <laughs> renaissance going on, I think, on Kickstarter. Like there was a bit of a, a, a um, a fall off almost last year, but then, <laughs> yeah, there was, yeah. Um, yeah. weirdly enough. Like COVID seems to have brought it back. And I don't know uh, if that's because of the, you know, the problems getting books to shops and things like that. Yeah. But, um, well, I think it's, I think it's also to do with uh, it is, there seems to be a renaissance with uh, comics in general, especially indie comics. Oh, yeah. mm-hmm. So I think that's where a lot of it's coming from. It's mm-hmm. like more people are getting back into reading comics and stuff. So it, you've really seen like, cause I mean, uh, Scout especially, but other companies, a lot of indie companies are having huge growth compared to they've had in years. Mm-hmm. So I think that yeah. entails with it too. Yeah. I mean, weirdly enough, ta- I'm going to go off on a tangent a little bit, but um, Scout, one of the big uh, selling points from a creative perspective is that they don't uh, turn their nose up at Kickstarter projects. Yeah. You know, a lot of publishers, you go, oh yeah, we funded this. Even if you, you know, did crazy money on Kickstarter and you could show them that it was a great project. A lot of the bigger publishers would say, meh. We, you know, you've you've done that already. We can't bring that to market. But now it almost seems like from the start they would uh, they would embrace that and and go and look for these successful kickstarters. And you know, that's one of the big things um, that drew me to them. Yeah, that's that's one of the things that I noticed about them too. I was like, whoa, these guys are are grabbing kickstarters up and bringing them over, and and they're doing just enough different things with the books that like. The Kickstarter, they're they're making sure that the Kickstarter thing was its on, was its thing on its own, and then when they bring it over to Kickstarter, they're like, okay, let's do a little bit, let's do some different cover art, let's maybe if you if you guys had some extra pages that you want to do that you didn't couldn't do in the Kickstarter, let's do that over here. I know they do that with some of their projects. They're like, oh well, we're gonna bring over one of our old titles that was at another publisher that reverted back to me with the rights, and now I could do something different. We put through it on Kickstarter. Now I'm gonna throw like eleven pages. Uh, uh, Rich, I think Rich, or no, no, David Byrne, or or I forget who. There was somebody we were talking, we were watching. Charlie did that. Yeah, why Ash? Because he did them as like oversized books, didn't he? On Kickstarter, they were sort of double, you know, almost like novellas, but then. Um, he, he wanted to bring them down to singles, so he sort of split them and then added yeah. a few pages to make it work for singles. So yeah, yeah, exactly as you were saying. And, and there was a couple other guys who did like a like they said, "I'm just going to wipe all the art and we're going to do all different art, keep the story, tweak it a little bit." And I'm like, "What the heck? It's like it's almost like it's a new story, but it's the same kind of thing." So super cool that what they're doing with yeah. that man. I love it. Yeah, like, great. Yeah, weirdly enough, I'm thinking of doing the opposite. If, um, <laughs> For Starbuster, we put that out and uh, I almost, you know, the last couple, I was almost like on the deadline sort of mm-hmm. getting things. And I look at it now and think, maybe I could do like a sort of hardcover version on Kickstarter yeah. and uh-huh. redo a couple of pages here or there. So That'd be cool. there's all those options to play with. I would, dude. If you if you took Starbastard over to to uh to Kickstarter and and changed a couple of different things, dude, I would definitely back that. 
Yeah. I mean, we did the first two on Kickstarter. Yeah. You know, then then we, you know, we, it was really early when we signed it to Scout. We, d- we did the second one in 2017. Mm-hmm. And then I think I signed it after that. And then, you know, just finishing it off took a while. That's why it came out in 2019. So it was, you know, the other way around. Yeah. Is, uh, the way we're going to work now, I think. So I wanted to read the the two little story synapses things you put for uh, Damsel. And I wanted to get into this book because I'm actually <laughs> insanely excited for this book. Um <laughs> Damsel tells the story of Beck, abandoned as a child by her adventurer father. She has fought her way up through the ranks of the kingdom's premier espionage agency to become their top operative. When a dwarven princess goes missing, it's up to Beck to overcome the ghosts of her family's past and save the day. Now, going to the next part you had, as Beck's mission progresses, she's faced with the revelations about her family history and is sent on a journey of discovery to answer questions she never knew she had. Along with the way she meet colorful characters that would feel at home at any of their favorite fantasy stories, albeit with a very modern twist. Um, this, this project I loved when I first was seeing it and it's just a phenomenal story. I love, uh, like I said, I love when it's a female uh, lead, but I also love, uh, cause I've talked, uh, messaged you about it. I love how you were so surprised with how successful this series has already been. Yeah, I mean it's 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 weird. Uh, the funny thing is, you know, you get all these numbers and and uh, all this information from doing the Kickstarter. You can look on your dashboard and see it. Um, and and I've been surprised by a lot of stuff. Mainly, we're getting a lot more women backing this than men. Oh wow! Um, which is which is cool because you know, yeah, it was the opposite with Starbusted. It was very you know macho. <laughs> it was very book, yeah, whatever, but, <laughs> yeah. Um, and the other weird thing is, as a you know. British creator, and this is a UK project. Um, I've got a two to one ratio of Americans to Europeans. Oh wow! So I've oh. got a really, you know, odd mix for me. Uh, but it's really exciting because it's a new audience and all that kind of stuff. But um, that's kind of what we're aiming for. So that's good. And uh, I don't know if you've noticed already, but with the fact of just you know it doing better than you thought, you've also. Uh, today have broken the third Kickstarter stretch goal already. Nice. Of yeah. 5,000. So you're, uh, you're constantly, yeah, yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I, I keep, cause I, the last one I did was uh Starbuster, which was 2017. And um, we've already done sort of 300% of what we got on the best Starbuster campaign. Wow. Um, so I set these stretch goals thinking, oh, I've got ages, you know, I can, I can deal with those, you know, and there's things lined up, you know, it's all artwork and stuff, but it's, it's all stuff where I go to bed and then go, shit, like, <laughs> you just hit that stretch goal. And now I've got to, I've got to try and, uh, you know, get, move one of the ones that was later back here and all this kind of stuff. So yeah. I'll do an update later. I think what we're going to do for this one is add some, some cover art on the back and, uh, nice. you know, improve it that way. But super cool uh one, it's one just thing, uh, going from strength to strength it's still not one, one thing i also really love is um the artist because the art for this uh just that you have on the page alone is uh very beautiful uh by mauricio mora um and that yeah, this is mauricio, also yeah. their first published comic which i thought was in uh yeah. amazing because uh the, yeah, uh, the other thing you put to it is that like um He's worked on video games like uh, Nexomon and G.I. Joe Blackout. I thought that was really cool, yeah. especially since one of those has barely released right now. 
but it's like, so he's not worked on small stuff. <laughs> no, no, no. I mean, he's, he's an amazing artist. And usually you find a lot of artists, you know, through these groups and, and things like that, or through portfolios and stuff. But with Mauricio, I, I actually found just on Instagram, like he'd done some pinups, which would just blew me away. And I thought it can't hurt to ask him if he's got any sequential stuff. And, you know, wow. he sent me some stuff that he'd just been toying with as his own stuff. And I was like, holy shit, <laughs> like this guy is going to be going to be huge. You know, this is the perfect artist for this project. Um, so I'm really happy I, I found it. Yeah, uh, that's super cool. I, I, and I love that, that people are kind of, I, I know you did it and I know that, uh, Brian Silverbacks is doing it where they're, where they're going to these artists who may not have ever done uh, anything in, in the comic book world, but they've done things in, you know, in the geek kind of world. And you guys are kind of taking a chance on them because you know that they can do great things. I love that aspect because look at this artwork, man. This is so cool. I love it, dude. And you actually, you it's, teased, you teased some artwork like before you even did the Kickstarter, you knew it was going to go to the Kickstarter. You were, when I first started talking to you and you were teasing some pages to me and I was like, oh man, I know that this is going to be so good and I have to back this one as soon as it comes out. Uh, super cool, it's, man. It's, it's a really, Odd, odd feeling that this book is doing so well because it, it's sort of the, the crux of where it came from was just I was writing all these other things. You know, there's uh-huh. there's there's three other books that I wrote before this, which are in various stages of, you know, Star Bastard and Bet Noir and one I haven't spoken about. But mm-hmm. my wife was like, how come I'm not in any of your comic books? <laughs> and I was like, well, you don't want to be in that one. <laughs> there's no way you want to be a character in that one and her, her name is becky so that's where you know her parents call her Beck. so that's uh-huh. where that name came from uh-huh. and uh um the the, the the sort of twist on the title just came to me when i was driving so okay. it's all just sort of came about just from uh, being told oh, i want to be in one of your comic books nice. so it's 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 sort of built from this this really bizarre little kernel uh into <laughs> something which is just doing stuff i didn't expect it to do and i hope it i hope it continues um to do well because we've got the whole thing planned out and it's it's the first time i've been excited about a whole story arc because generally i like to just sort of write as i Mm -hmm. you know it just evolves as you're writing it but this one is all planned out um and we we had a ton of uh of publisher interest as soon as uh as soon as it sort of started going on the internet yeah so i'm really excited about it so uh, I'm going to ask something. You don't have to a- answer this question if if you you're, you can't uh, answer it right now. So after it's you know we talked a little bit about Kickstarters and and then and then uh, uh, Scout picking them up. So do you, is there a little bit of uh, news that this is going to be making its way over there or maybe to another publisher afterwards? It'll go. You know, I never. I'm not going to be doing books. Um, and you know for the time being comics are an expensive game yeah and that's one of the benefits of kickstarter is that you can get it out to people that want it and that helps bankroll everything and it it helps you know make sure people are getting the money they're Mm -hmm. they're worth um so this is definitely going to be on kickstarter until it's done okay uh but yeah we've had we've had some great interest and it will definitely be at a publisher one day uh from from you know the feedback we've had from people it's Super just a cool. case of uh, waiting till the right time. Um, I think it's important that we let people who are investing their time and you know their interest and their money in it now. I think it's important that we give them the opportunity to follow it through before it starts to go out to a wider audience. 
And that makes sense because yeah. that, that's, I think, why I've also loved uh, the Tart, uh, the crit Kevin Joseph with him doing that is he's doing, he does the same thing. The, until it's released its arc, he doesn't release it to a publisher. So I like that because it's, it's, you're the first, like with Kickstarter, it's like you're the first person investing in this. And Kickstarter before has had the issue where sometimes a book gets Kickstarted and then it gets picked up. And they completely forget about the the people that brought the book to life in the first place. So I do like that because it gives the the fact that yeah. like you're the first into this. You you're the ones who are. It's like you're along with the journey first, and you get to follow yeah. it as it goes. You, you, yeah, you don't. You know, it's not. I'm I'm not uh, anywhere near that level. But you think of this thing like uh, Game of Thrones, where they've they've had these people reading the books for years and years and years, and then they get the TV show, and the TV show finishes, and the books are forgotten about right yeah. <laughs> so it's 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 one of those things i mean i'd love to you know have have some of that game of thrones money but you know this this i would just like to to keep it at this level get it all done mm-hmm. and it's it's cool right you you can get feedback on a real macro level and and you know tweak things that aren't working and yeah. and, and get it to a point where it's done um yeah. and then you can get it out and then there's no publisher delays there's no problems you know on timings and things mm-hmm. so um we'll, we'll definitely keep it I'm, i'd be interested to see how this goes because we might end up just going straight to the trade for the second campaign okay but you know that's a that's a money yeah. question yeah we'll see well <laughs> and and i think uh you know I, I know uh, some people that do like issue by issue. It is a little bit easier to kind of, you know, money wise and, and, and things of that, not that way to kind of, you know, put it out on, on Kickstarter. It's a little bit easier, not so much of a cost, but I think putting it out, uh, you know, in a full trade would, would, it would be quicker, easier to get it out, but it's a lot of money. I understand that. Shipping, especially like I've had a lot of backers who've said, uh, you know, like, oh, I can't afford to pay for Canada shipping for five issues and it'll end yeah. up being a hundred and something dollars. I'll just wait for the train. Yeah, um, and, and that's you, how I, I read books now is in trade. Because so. you have to go through some crazy, crazy process to ship this book out, right? You have to like strategically. Yeah, I mean, I've been, uh, hopefully I've been a bit clever with this one. So the the I'm I'm doing sort of two-tiered shipping. So even though we're in the uk it's being printed in the states um and it will be shipped from the states yeah okay so american backers will get it before anyone else um and i think that the way we've done it has has helped us because traditionally if you guys have a good postal service most of the time you know (laughs) bar whatever people are doing to it now but um <laughs> that where it falls short is when you try and ship stuff internationally so when we try and get stuff from american kickstarters we're getting hit with like 30 40 dollar shipping for single issue campaigns and things like that so that's if it shows up still intact <laughs> yeah i mean that's the other thing yeah but um this time we're doing it it's all going out through comic impressions who do scout stuff so okay um it, it should uh it should be perfect condition when it lands and it's, you know it's saving everyone money so yeah. i think that's helping us you know make it a more interesting proposition to the backers you know awesome all right so so this is a scout show now we need to know a little bit about the scout stuff that you've been doing <laughs> i know you've got i know you've because i love your books man i love right. your i love your your kickstarter i love that 
we have we can't we can't have you on the show without talking about scout titles. <laughs> so uh, tell tell everybody so, what you've been doing uh, with with your scout titles right now, man. So again, there's things I can um, mention and there's things I can't mention. Yeah, but, yeah. Uh, of the stuff I can mention, um, we obviously did Star Bastard that did six issues. Um, the volume one trade, as far as I know, is you know people have it. Uh, we had all kinds of COVID scheduling stuff. It was supposed to come yeah. out in March, didn't came out later. But um, uh, on top of that, uh, we've sort of put a hold on that to focus on other things. But in the meantime, Brian's project came along with Loggerhead, um, and he, you know, he's got such enthusiasm about that whole not just Loggerhead but all the other stuff that goes around it. Yeah. Um, so it's cool to sort of have the opportunity to sort of put something of mine into that enthusiasm. Um, so we've got this star bastard, uh, loggerhead, uh, crossover book, which I think comes out in December, mm-hmm. um, which is a, just a one shot, uh, sort of 22 page, uh, book. Um, but I think if you like either one of the IPs, you should enjoy, you should enjoy the story. Uh, it does what it says on the tin. Um, <laughs> it's not Yasmin. It's not going to win an Eisner, but, um, <laughs> it's a super fun book. And, and you you wrote the the whole thing, right? Yeah, yeah, wrote in inverted commas. Um, it's <laughs> it's uh, it's a lot of uh, panel one, you know, guy X's head explodes. Panel two, laser blast. Panel three, <laughs> but it's uh, it's uh, I, I I wrote the script. Uh, Brian helped me with some of the loggerhead dialogue because mm-hmm. he's um, you know I I'd sort of written him a bit more of a monster of the week type thing, but. Um, you know, we, we, we sort of kept him true to how he did, uh, in his comic. Um, and then Brian and, uh, what's the other chat saying? Brian Dawson, uh, yeah. sort of handled the art between them. And then we got Rob to, to do the lettering. So it's, it's, it's a, it's a pretty cool book. It's, awesome. it's, uh, it's fun, especially if you've, you know, like I say, read the other ones. Yeah. I, I also love that the variant cover that he showed off for this also is a uh, battle mania and it's like a, a macho man, Hulk Hogan, <laughs> Uh, variant yeah. where it's like them facing off uh, it just yeah. shows a ton of like like fun with the characters in this book and I think that's what's so appealing yeah. well it's it's kind of when we when we launched Star Bastard at, at Scout um, weirdly enough I'd met James years and years ago in a, a con in Miami so 2017 or something like that mm-hmm. and given him a copy um, and he when he was sort of pitching it when it was in previews he was sort of saying oh this is you know this guy could be writing Dead, uh, Deadpool you know, I wish, but it, it made me think that that could be that kind of character, you know, across the sort of scout line. It's mm-hmm. just a sort of stupid, nonsensical comedy character uh, <laughs> in a sci-fi environment. So um, it, it, it's it's fun to be able to sort of throw him in and, and, and see him pop up in this in this way, which you don't have to take it seriously. You just have to, you know, have fun with him. And that's what Brian's great at doing that. So, he yeah. did. He did me a bunch of variants, which never saw the light of day. He did like a a new mutants homage, and uh, there was like a you only live twice homage, and all this kind of stuff. It's just it's it's great to see someone that gets it. Um, yeah. and, you know, he's not just a sort of Lobo character. There's a comedy aspect to it. Mm-hmm. So so yeah, awesome. that's awesome. that's out in December, uh, and it's just a one shot. Um, but yeah, hopefully there'll be other ones. Hopefully it'll be pop. Up in other books, I know they've got yeah. a crossover with Stabby Bunny and uh, Gut Ghost. 
Yeah. So hopefully yeah. it's something they continue well, on with. And, and I feel like uh, Silverbacks likes doing where he likes to tease or tease without <laughs> even there being something. Is because on that he same tell cover, people straight away that's his problem. Yeah, he on that same <laughs> variant tease. cover. On that same variant cover, it actually has like other matches on the pay per view like <laughs> aspect, and it says Stabity Bunny with Gut Ghost. Then it says the Edison yeah. Squad versus the Florida Flares, the Metal Bros versus the Wretches. Uh, <laughs> like he just goes down the line and starts putting characters like mashed up together already, and it's like, well, I yeah, can't tell. Some of those which are more likely than others. <laughs> yeah, right. It's like I can't tell if that's <laughs> coming or if you're just trying to like say like you know maybe. <laughs> yeah, I don't think there's going to be a Wretches Solar Flare crossover. Yeah, but you oh, know, no, no. Like, the, of... the Wretches, the Wretches are mixed with uh, the Metal Shark Bros. Oh, is it? I thought that was yeah. the... What's the Edison squad? Oh, that's uh, Electric Black, is it? I, I think so, yeah. yeah. So ah, there you go. Flick. But it's just funny to see him do that. Like, you know, maybe yeah. maybe I'm just teasing you to have fun, but, you know, yeah. it's there. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. no, that... I mean, it, you know, it's something that would be fun down the road, but, you, you know, the line at Scout is getting so big now. Oh, yeah, that, um, they're doing big things. It, you know, it used to be a sort of, you know, very small thing, so you could sort of plan on that a bit more, but there's there's so many books... <laughs> So, so would you, so big. would you, would you ever consider like, like optioning Star Bastard to film? Yes. Well, <clears throat> we've, we've turned down a load. Um, oh, really? I don't know. Well, I don't know what I'm supposed to tell people, but, um, <laughs> you know, from, from before it came out, like we were having uh, people that were trying to, to option it. Yeah. But obviously there's a difference between option and actual something it, happening, right? Exactly. So you've got to sort of weigh your options and, and figure out is it better to sort of wait and wait and see. Yeah. So I've I've sort of made it very clear that I, I want that book to land on Danny McBride's desk, um, <laughs> and hopefully it beca- you know it becomes a project of his because that's how I pitched it to them was Eastbound and Down in Space. Oh, okay. <laughs> so I'd love to see him attached. You know, even if it's like an animated thing, you can get like a, a cool little an- Adult Swim. You could have like a scout universe of Murder Hobo and uh, Star Bastard and Metal Shark Bro. You know, it could be, yeah, could be the next Rick and Morty. There you go. Yeah, I'd I'd love that, dude. That'd be so cool. <laughs> I I love the Danny McBride. That definitely seems like somebody that would definitely be involved with this kind of project. Yeah. Like that, that fits perfectly. Yeah, he's. I think he's trying to sort of do projects that are less of him just being low lifes now. But yeah. it would be cool to see him step <laughs> back into that. Yeah. That skin for another go, um, but uh, but yeah, you know we can we can hope. You know, part of me thinks you know I should have just taken the money the first guy that offered it, but you know it, it, it'll probably uh, lead to something better down the road. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, um, so. Now with that though, and with us getting the one shot in December, will we be seeing more of uh, Greaves uh, in the future? Yeah, I mean, I've written I've written another volume of it. Um, but it's just a case of uh, scheduling it in because mm-hmm. I've got uh, I had that and I've got a book called Bet Noir which is a superhero book that we're putting out on Kickstarter. Yeah. Um, and then Damsel. Um, so for the time being, those two books are kind of my focus. And then I have other books, um, various stages of things. Some that are sort of almost committed to publishers and things, but. Um, it's going to be a case of, I think, leaving it for another year or so and then coming back to it if there's still interest. Because um, yeah. Jethro has also just been picked up by Marvel. So wow. you never know. I might not be able to <laughs> afford him down the road. So um, 
that's great for him. Not so great for me, I think. <laughs> yeah. And, and I got to tell everybody too, that Bet Noir, man. Oh, that's, that's, I, if, I, I had, I was, I think you gave me a, uh, a press copy of Damsel. I can't remember if you did, but I do. Well, Damsel's not done yet, but I, I definitely sent you uh, uh Bet Noir. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I know I've read Bet Noir and that one is so good. Like when that goes on Kickstarter, I really hope that people back that one. Uh, like, I hope you hit your goals because uh, that we, one is one of my favorites to, from you from you right now. Well, we um, weirdly enough, I, I put a little blurb in the back. You know, I thought being a kid of the eighties, I, I thought as soon as I do my first comic, it has to have a letters page in the back of it. Mm-hmm. So when we did the Starbusted one on Kickstarter, I had this whole blurb from me in the back. And I, I sort of explained that I started writing and wanted to do this big Magnum Opus superhero book. But it was just too difficult. So I did a book about talking fart clouds in space and an angry guy that punches <laughs> dinosaurs instead. But now that I've done that one, uh, we sort of moved back. And, and Matt, like the, my, a mate of mine in the UK, he's editing the book and he really made it into something, into something uh, good, I think. So yeah. now that's kind of my my first and only serious book. Yeah. It's uh, so good. This one, even though there's a cool story, it's, uh, you know, damsel, it's still, you know, a snarky character. There's lots of one liners and stuff and it's very colorful. Yeah. Um, Bet noir is, you know, it's a dark, it, it's, it's my attempt at a sort of dark night book. Yeah. Um, it, it is. but we yeah. were going to launch that before damsel. Um, but it, it just, the, the stacked up projects that Matt had through his, his little, his uh, publisher, on Kickstarter, we just had to keep pushing it um, and it gets too close to Christmas. So we're going to launch that probably issue two will be, it's going to be issue two and three and it'll be in February or March, something like that. And that one, that one has been signed to a publisher, Ah, but who that publisher may be, uh, you have to wait until they announce it. <laughs> nice, nice. I, I'm excited for that one, man. I really hope that in in uh, in one of the 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 tiers there, you have uh, a physical copy of issue one because I can't find one anywhere, man. Like I I've uh, yeah. I've searched and I can't find one anywhere. Yeah, I mean take- they're only on Kickstarter, and the problem is because we're in the UK. Yeah, yeah, we rely on conventions, right? So that that's our only real sales channel. Yeah. But um, there there will be on the when we the page is all ready. We literally had it ready to launch in mm-hmm. late August. Um, but we just had to pull it. And it's got an option to buy issues one, two, and three as physical copies. Yes, because that's the tier I'm going to do. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Cause, Same. Cause, yeah cause, and like I say, once that, once we've done the whole thing, then it, then it will come out as a, as a full volume from, you know, publisher. From publisher, yeah, nice. <laughs> I mean, we both know, we all know which publisher it is, but I'll wait until, until they announce it. <laughs> you, you could, you could tell us off air, man. <laughs> yeah. All right, man. You know what? We appreciate you coming on, Andrew, and hanging out with us the entire episode, dude. That was really cool of you, yeah, um, dude. I'm excited for all your work coming out, man. Uh, I really, I'm really excited to get this damsel with from distress. I always say with distress. I messed that up from distress. I've, I've since I've realized since like do, I did all my, you know, due diligence. You always do with titles when you think, Oh, this is yeah. a money. This is a million dollar title. You type it into Google and you do about 12 pages of Google, making sure no one's done it. <laughs> yep. Um, yep. And no one had done it, but I did discover there's one that's damsel of distress and it's a very yeah. sort of emo monster. <laughs> character but, i um, saw that too yeah, when i, I was I, looking I, it up 
I always do the same thing too with like with like uh, podcast titles. Like I, with with this show, and when me and John were trying to figure out a name for the show, I every every name that we came up with together, I typed it in to see if anybody had it already. And there was a couple that did, and I was like, man, I, that was such a good uh, that's such a good uh, uh, title. But I, I whatever, I, I think that we landed on the best title. I think, yeah. <laughs> There's there's no other there's no other Star Bastard comics, but there is if you translate it to French, there is a French one oh. called like La Bataille de, de Guerre or whatever the, <laughs> the French translation is, which I only found when I discovered Simon and Schuster were going to do that's translation. Never mind. And that's interesting. I, I think the last thing I want to touch on because I I think it's already there, so I'd love to see it happen. Is uh, we had a. Uh, uh, Schmolke and uh, Woodall on last week, and they're talking about the new toy line that's coming out. I feel like you already have it set up, kind of, with the first four issues having uh, web store exclusive covers where they have toy variants. Yeah, and no, the, oh. the toys all exist. Like I had them all made um, oh. just as a bit of fun, and then we needed an extra variant, so I thought, oh well, I could do one of these. So I just knocked it up in like half an hour on my Photoshop. Oh. Um, but yeah, we we've got three three action figures, and then I did a sort of jokey one of a you know the fart cloud. I think that one's amazing. <laughs> I would actually love to see that one as a toy, just because it would be just as a collectible, stupid funny. That's just especially pure, for that. like profit because there's yeah. no toys. Exactly. <laughs> it's like the sort of um, the there was a Star Wars custom. I don't know if it existed or if it was just a Photoshop job, but it was like um, Aunt uh, Aunt Baru and Uncle. Um, you know, Luke Skywalker's yeah. aunt and uncle. And it was yeah. just ashes. Like someone had just put <laughs> in the blister yeah, that's right. like ash. But um, yeah, we did those. But they're just, you know, they're customized action figures from Legends figures and Black Series Star Wars and stuff. But yeah, it would be great to get some action figures. I think that's everyone's um, yeah everyone's dream is to have a little piece of plastic you can sell to, sell to kids <laughs> and their characters. That'd be so cool, man. Yeah. All right. So if they're uh, waiting for, for the permission, I've you know they can have my permission. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> there. He said it right here, you guys. You had it heard it. He's you got his permission to make some uh to some Star Bastard uh, toys. Awesome. All right, man. You know what? We appreciate you coming on, and hanging out with us here on the Two Scout Geeks, Andrew. Can you let everybody know where they can find you on social media, your Kickstarter, all that good stuff, please? So um, I, uh, my website is clemsoncomics.com, which is just my name with comics. Um, Americans will get that because there's a university there, right? But the rest <laughs> of the world, they can't spell my name for love nor money. Um, and then my Twitter is just my name, Andrew Clemson. Um, that has a habit of getting a bit political sometimes, but <laughs> it's a mix between British politics and American politics. So everyone has a, has a little time there. But, uh, and I have an Instagram, but I'm terrible at it. So I won't even bother giving you that one. Uh, but damsel from distress you can go uh onto kickstarter just type damsel from distress we got project we love and it's quite often the featured comics project so if you're lucky you can just go to comics on kickstarter and it'll be there on your front page sweet sweet all right and i and i stress you guys this is a really great looking book head on over to kickstarter type in damsel from distress and it'll pop right up and back it why not back it why not why not get something for your uh for your geek inside the house for christmas you may not get it for christmas but at least you can show them the screenshot of something that they may be getting for christmas you'll probably get the pdf by christmas but you'll get the book in january <laughs> there you go you can you can show them the the pdf there you go so 
again, Andrew, we appreciate you coming on. John, will you please see us out? And remember, as always, Scout is what it's all about. Bye, everybody. Scout's what it's all about. Scout's what it's all about.